0: Cavs Media Day at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse means the unofficial start to the 2023-2024 season. What did we learned today, had a chance to talk to lots of different players, uh, including all of the new stars that have joined this team along the way. Certainly heard from the core returners from a year ago and uh, absolutely had a chance to sit down with J.B. Bickerstaff and Colby Altman about roster construction and expectations for the season. So much to get into, so let's dive right in. You're listening to the Cavs Insider Podcast, our What We Learned edition from Cavs Media Day. Welcome to the Cavs Insider Podcast. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Spencer German. Glad to be talking about a basketball team that's about to take the floor again. It's not just off-season talk and chatter and ifs and whats and maybe this could be good or how did that get better. No, it's finally time to start seeing what this thing's going to look like on the floor. Uh, and and the uh, hype and the energy and the good vibes are certainly very much present down at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. This is the first time you're joining us. Thanks for hopping on board. You can find all the latest news and info on the team over at CavsInsider.com, and we'll have shows like this all throughout the course of the season to give you the latest on the team as we uh, check in daily uh, over at Cleveland Clinic Courts. Spence, a fun day downtown. Why don't we just dive right into it? What was your biggest takeaway of the day?
1: Well, I don't want to bury the lead here, Brendan, because uh, every time I know Tommy and I do a podcast, we we get somebody who's commenting and asking about, oh, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley. Is he stronger? Does he look bigger? Has he bulked up this offseason? He's come out of the cave. We finally see him for the first time. I posted a picture out there on Twitter Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, from my perspective, I think last year we had the same conversation. We said, Hey, he looks like he booked up a little bit and it seemed like he did the same thing this off season where he looked like a little bit more physically stronger up there, um, talking to us at, at, at the press conference table. So, um, I, I think I saw, I noticed that about him. And I think obviously part of the, one of the biggest storylines for this season is going to be just his development and what the next phase, of of that looks like. Um, it was something that Kobe Altman talked about. It was something that J.B. Bickerstaff talked about. Uh, I think he himself and, and Mobley recognizes that, uh, you know, he has, he has some, some pro- progress to make and, and that he's trying to take that next step as well. So we'll sort of see how that kind of, that, that looks coming up in the next couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I, I think as much as this season is about Donovan Mitchell, and there's going to be constant talk about his future here, I think looking even beyond whether or not he's here long-term, Evan Mobley is obviously at the center of, of what this team's going to do in, in years to come. So um, I know people wanted that answer. I'm, I'm giving it to you here. But I do think if, if you want to go back to the Donovan Mitchell thing for a second, because that was, I think, the elephant in the room, if you will, coming into today, uh, the day started with Kobe Altman addressing his future and, he kind of said, listen, I, I it's probably not going to be much coming from me as the general manager of the team, but it feels like to me he's bought in. Um, and he mentioned he sort of vaguely that Mitchell played a role in, in some of the moves they made this offseason. But then Donovan admitted himself, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I was making calls and linking up with some of these guys. and he Just to say hi, not yeah, to tamper, yeah. just to check in. <laughs> hey, how's
0: Christmas? What'd you get he, your kids this year? Exactly. He was trying to avoid the
1: fines <laughs> from the NBA. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he flat out said like, yeah, you know, I was, I was keeping in touch with George Niang, who was a teammate of his obviously in, uh, in, um, Utah and same thing with Max Strews. He, he, it was a guy he felt like could be a piece here. So I don't know. I, listen, is he going to be here beyond next year? Is he not? We're, we don't have a full fledged answer at this point, but it definitely felt like a guy who if he's, you know, helped make moves. And he talked a lot about how he feels like they're building something special here it sounds like a guy who's trying to make the situation work and we just got to kind of see how it plays out.
0: I I, uh, have a couple thoughts on both those guys. So I guess we'll, we'll stay in that realm. So first of all, the thing that, um, you know, you you had referenced that Kobe and JB and and Evan had all kind of talked about Evan. I felt like in some regard, everybody that came to the podium today was asked about Evan Mobley. And I thought it was important that it was pointed out both by by you know uh, franchise leadership, but also by players, that Evan Mobley, as now a 22-year-old, and it's sometimes hard to remind yourself that he's still only 22, that he has personally invested in a new nutrition plan and he hired a personal chef, that he personally invested in putting a new gym in his house uh, because he wanted to show a commitment to getting stronger this offseason. So, you know, you, you feel the buy-in. Um, and look, yeah, I mean, I think he did look a little bit stronger it's, it's kind of hard to tell from exactly from one year to the next, but he's still at a, a phase of his career where maybe those things are a bit more noticeable. So, um, you know, I, I have high hopes for Evan the same way everybody else does. Tristan Thompson said that, Hey, the same way, you know, Kendrick Perkins was constantly mentoring and tutoring me. I'm going to do the same thing for this guy. And I try to tell Evan Mobley, like, look, man, I think of you the same way I think of Anthony Davis, like, you can be a top five player in this league. You need to act like it. You got to keep putting that work in. And by all accounts, he's doing the things on an everyday habitual level that make you think it's just a matter of time before it clicks. And so everybody seems to be, you know, really high on a guy that as such a young player was clearly one of the best defensive players in the league last year and, and you know, might ultimately become – the best defensive player in the league by the time is done. Um, and then as far as Donovan Mitchell goes, look, you know, the you're right. The, the offseason chatter for so long was essentially, does he want to be here? And Kobe Altman made it pretty clear that um, just because Donovan hasn't signed an extension this offseason doesn't mean he won't and that he could next offseason. And then on top of that, when Donovan got to the podium, he basically put to bed any rumors of like, things that he would do the rest of this off season and saying, look, I'm, I'm invested in where I am right now. We're, we're trying to win right now. Uh, I thought he was politically correct in the way he described his future, but he also made it very clear that, Hey, look, I I have the ability to sign an extension next off season. My lack of signing one now doesn't necessarily mean I'm taking the first train out of Cleveland at the end of the season. So um, I got the impression the energy, the aura around Donovan Mitchell that he really likes it here. And he really wants to win here. And I don't know exactly what that will take for him to like make a firm decision one way or the other, but he is pretty invested in being here, trying to be at his best this year. And the reality is this team can win. I mean, they're, they're good enough to win. They're good enough to be a legitimate playoff contender, albeit in an East that seems to keep getting stronger. So um, yeah. I I'm encouraged by what I heard from those two today.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't knock him for, I can't knock any players in today's NBA from, for keeping their options open. Like, I, I think that's kind of the way he presented. It was like, Hey, I can still sign an extension next off season. And I think that kind of points to what we already knew, which is, yeah, like I'm sure he is going to base a lot of what he wants to do in the future off of how this season goes. And if he thinks there's progress made and, how they kind of progress moving forward and if he thinks it's something viable then i'm sure he will consider signing extension if he doesn't then he'll probably go somewhere else and i, I think that's okay um but yeah and, and i you know at the end i heard at the very end he kind of joked because he was at the browns game on sunday Wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey, and and I know that stuff doesn't go over well here in Cleveland, but he, he basically put it you know he put it to rest like hey listen guys I I went to school with this guy That's like he's my a guy. friend of mine yeah. right um which I've always said like I don't care about that but I know Cleveland fans get a little sensitive so all I'm gonna say is if you want to convince him to stay because he made it kind of a joke tongue in cheek like I know you guys hate me already but it was just because I like you know I'm friends with Lamar. Um, don't give him a reason to want to leave is what I'm trying to get at here. Like, listen, if he wants to support Lamar Jackson and talk about how he likes New York because he grew up there, it's okay. Let's just let him play basketball and hope that the Cavs do well this season. And then he he has plenty of reasons to stick around.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, uh, that was obviously the timing of that was pretty funny. And I think Tom Withers got him laughing pretty good, asking a, a funny question at the beginning of the press conference there. Um, You know, the, the theme that I most walked away from today with is like my, my, um, my, my, I don't want to even call it my biggest takeaway. It's, it's like the thing that stuck with me that I am going to pay attention to. JB Bickerstaff made it very clear that he thinks there is a substantial difference between measuring his team's toughness and heart and measuring their strength. And he said, look, we definitely got into a spot last year where we, we were out-muscled. We weren't strong enough. We weren't physical enough. But it had nothing to do with our fight, our tenacity, our desire to play well. And he said, look, you, you don't put up the defensive metrics in today's NBA that we've put up if you're not playing with the right kind of fire. And so, yeah, yeah they got to get stronger. But he's like, I want to put to bed right now. There is not a—you know—he didn't cut like a Ryan Day WWE promo when when he said <laughs> Lou Holtz questioned the toughness of his team. But JB Bickerstaff basically said, "Look, there is no toughness concern with with this group. They play the right way. We just got to get a little stronger. And maybe the addition of Tristan Thompson will help that."
1: Yeah, I, I listen. I, I think the addition of Tristan can't be understated. I think at the end of last season, we saw the impact that losing Kevin Love had on this team in in a lot of ways. A a veteran guy who's won a championship, and Kevin Kevin was never considered like the the toughest guy on the court, though in the way Tristan is. But he just brought something to that team in the locker room that you know it's 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 irreplaceable once he was gone. And you know we can look back and wonder if that was the right decision to bring in Danny Green and kind of get him out of the rotation. But I I think it, it it certainly speaks to uh, or, or I think I think it's valuable to have a guy like that in your locker room. And, and I like the fact that you mentioned, you know, he's trying to kind of mentor uh, Evan Mobley and just kind of be that support system. And I think that's good. So yeah, his presence is huge. Um, but I, I, I picked up on that theme as well. They talked a lot about how everybody across the board, you know, last year left a bad taste in our mouths and we're going to learn from it. It's hard, man, because I know there's going to be fans that go into the season. I'm probably guilty of this to an extent too, where you're looking and you're like, man, like I just, uh, these regular season games, like they're just not going to matter much to me until I see what they do in a playoff series. Now that we know how that ended last year, it's, it's not fair to look at them that way. Like, you're right. Like I think Kobe mentioned, you know, establishing good habits, uh, in his press conference today. And I think that's kind of the key here. Like, yeah, on some level, the playoffs are going to matter the most, and and we're going to use that as the standard of how this season goes and kind of the measuring stick. But developing those good habits and the fact that you mentioned, you know, JB alluded to, hey, we're playing with the right the right tenacity and, and the right energy if we're putting up numbers defensively like we were. I think that's very true. Like, and I think we did see that in the playoffs. Like, they were still a good defensive team. The Knicks weren't like this. Lights out shooting team. They just kind of out-physicaled them. And I, I do hope that that can be a learning experience. We we always like to talk about how just getting the playoff experience is so, so valuable in this league. And how, how it went two years ago, they missed out on that boat because they sort of sputtered at the end and end up as a play-in team. And so they didn't get that playoff experience for a lot of these young guys. They finally got it last year. So you just hope – you know, you have Jared Allen dropping the quote about the lights were just too bright for us. You hope that now they know what kind of the, to expect when they step into that, onto that stage in the future. So, um, yeah, I get it. Like, it's a long march towards April and May when the games really, really matter and people are going to kind of measure this team. But, you know, to JB's point, it, it does start here in October here in a couple weeks where how you play and the, and the habits you establish now – will hopefully carry you deeper into the playoffs in those later months of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I did think too, I, I thought this was interesting, Brennan. Nobody was really, and I get that. You're not going to do this. You're not going to give anybody any, you know, hot take or something that, that they can then come back and be like, Oh, you said this about the team. Um, but like, you know, there's always a question asked about what are your expectations this year, especially coming off of what happened last year. And it was asked the last year at media day as well of, of Kobe Altman and others. Nobody was really willing to give anything yeah. in the way of, well, we think we can be this, or we think we can be that. I know at one point Darius Garland kind of went back and said, well, where do you think we, we, we should be in the East? So I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, something that we're kind of noncommittal to, especially with how we've seen this last week, some of the trades that were made. Damian Lillard goes to the Bucks, and Drew Holiday goes to the Celtics. So, um, you know, keeping that kind of close to the vest is probably the right move. But, um, yeah, I know I know, fans certainly yeah, But it's no fun. Yeah, no, no, not for us. No, exactly. Uh, but, listen, I think, like, the, the comments that were made about, like, third or fourth in the East – are fair. I mean, they were third, they were fourth in the East last year. So I would imagine that they probably feel they should be back there. If not a little higher in the standings, especially if the 76ers are kind of coming undone here. Like, I, I think that's the same sort of place now, whether or not, you look, I, mean, I, think teams,
0: I think they're going to be a better shooting team this year. Like the yeah. the addition of Max Struess is a huge deal to me. um And I get the impression that, you know, they're, they're trying not to be hyperinflative in yeah. their, you know, superlative language, right. To your point. But like, it was funny to me the way uh JB was asked, Hey, do you expect Max Struess to be your starting three? And J B wouldn't answer it. He gave him <laughs> yeah, a very non answer. That and then Max good. was asked the same question like an hour later, and he's like, Yeah, I expect to start. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay. Thank you for well, answering. but that 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 too
1: is kind of like the difference between like the coach attitude of I'm not giving sure, anything away and the player then the player attitude of like well, of course I expect to start. Like, I expect
0: to be well, the but best player about things, I mean, so. there's, You know, he is uh, – Max went on to say that, you know, hey, um, my interest in Cleveland was basically immediate as soon as I found out their interest in me was serious because it really didn't take long to hammer out a deal. And once they made that agreement, he said, Kobe Altman came to me and said, look, you are – you're the most experienced playoff guy on our team. Uh, we need you to, we need you to fill that void and, and, you know, Max kind of said it in like a thoughtful way and and saying like, wow, I mean, I'm in year five, like, but that's kind of crazy. I've, I've played (laughs) a lot of playoff hoops and, you know, this team feels primed and ready to do it and got some super valuable experience last year, but ultimately got punched in the gut pretty hard by a team that I think most people would say maybe wasn't like definitely better than the Cavs, but they sure were more physical. They sure were stronger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you can't win a battle inside, you gotta be able to shoot it. And ultimately the Cavs didn't shoot a great in the postseason last year. So uh, I, I'm hopeful that Max's addition is gonna be really, really important. Um, and the reality is Karis Lavert said he had a great off season. He went on to say, you know, I didn't really make it very public. Not a lot of people knew that last summer I had shoulder surgery. That prevented me from really like training the way in the offseason i wanted to train because i was able to attack this summer the way i want to attack a summer and i feel great going into camp that's awesome and i'm glad that he re-signed with the Cavs as as quickly as he did um because i think he could be a really important part
1: yeah i mean there's an argument you made that he was their most consistent player yeah in that in that playoff series against the knicks back in back in may um he, he was put, he was doing, or, or April into May. But yeah, I mean, he was doing some good things I, off the bench. He finally seemed to kind of get comfortable with the, the role he was in at that time. So that's encouraging to hear. Uh, you know, you bring up Max Struess, though, and like, look, I've, I've had some doubts about the signing and whether or not that was the right guy or what it'll look like when he's not in Miami and, and all these different things. But I, I think you have to be hopeful if you're a Cass fan because that was kind of their big free agent signing of, Hey, let's get a shooter in here. It's the bit. It's the biggest question we've had the last two years of who's going to be that three spot. Uh, You know, we were sitting here a year ago after media day, asking a lot of questions about, well, is the starting three going to be Isaac Okoro? Is there going to be Dean Wade? Is it going to be Karis Levert? And it was just kind of this carousel of guys all year. And it seems like now they finally have the stability of, okay, we have somebody that we've, we, we were eyeing for that role and hopefully he's consistent. He's solid and they can count on him to kind of give, some space to guys like Donovan and Darius Garland. And, you know, he becomes a threat for you where, um, you're, you're spreading out the floor and you have a guy you can rely on out there because frankly, like Isaac McCore was just too inconsistent. Karis at times can be too inconsistent. Um, but if, if he can to go back to Karis, like if Karis can now really get comfortable with the role of, Hey, I'm the first guy off the bench and I'm going to be like this, just this great scoring threat for this team off the bench. I mean that can that could be awesome for this team moving forward. So, um yeah, I, I feel as listen, I'm 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 not saying Max Jr is it going to be good. I, I want to see it first, but I feel co- I feel more confident with like the full picture of the the rotation this year than I think I did last year because it seems like they at least have somebody slotted in for the 3 that we think is going to do at least a, a, a solid job and then it feels like there's some depth there where you're hoping Karis can be something for you off the bench. You're hoping that maybe Dean Wade can have a better season this year and he can kind of develop. You added a guy like George Niang who's going to come off the bench and you hope he can give you something. So I feel good about the rotation more so than I probably did even this time last year.
0: Yeah, I, I do too, and, and I think maybe we'll wrap it there for tonight because the idea that Isaac Okoro last year we were we were kind of banking on like really taking that big step forward. Yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm I'm – losing hope in his offensive ability. I think things. I think as, going like into a, year as four, a guy, right? Yeah. Like he's shown he can defend at a really high level, but I don't know that I want to see him on the floor in super critical minutes where you've got to score, right. Right. but, but it's also putting the same onus on, on Struess. He's got to defend at a high level and they must feel enough about his ability to do that. If they brought him here, because they're not going to bring somebody here that won't play defense. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: With a Coro, you're going into year four at this point. Like, I think you kind of just are who you are. Um, and, yeah, like, that's that's some of the, 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 the questions I have with Struess is, like, is he going to be that perimeter defender for you? A lot of times when you're playing that three spot, you're guarding the other team's best player. You know, you talk about, like, guys like Jason Tatum, some of these really good threes out there or shooters out there. So he's going to have to certainly step up in that way. Um, but, like I said, I think the, the whole sum of their parts, this roster feels – a little bit more complete. Uh, You had a veteran like Tristan Thompson, like we talked about in the presence that he brings. I don't know that he's some massive impactful player for you on the court at this point in his career, but I think there's certainly something there. Um, And again, like we said at the top of the show, I think a lot of this kind of just goes as Evan Moby goes. So a lot to be excited about if you're a Cavs fan and uh, we'll certainly start to see what it all looks like here in the coming weeks with the preseason and the start of the regular season. Can't wait, man.
0: Training camp starts tomorrow and, uh, we are talking about you know preseason games in the very, very near future here, uh, just a couple of weeks away now from uh, the start of the regular season. And we hope that we're going to be a spot you want to be as a Cavs fan very regularly. We've got lots of video content like this planned for you all year long. We'll have stuff uh, kind of from our home studio pretty regularly, but we'll also try to bring you some coverage live from the facility and certainly from uh, from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse when we get down there on game days as well. Uh, but know that – if you subscribe to this channel, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. We'd love to have you participate in some of our live chats. We had some good commentary in there here this evening. Uh, and certainly for the latest news and info on the team in written form, CavsInsider.com uh, is your your spot for that. Of course, we're affiliated with the Sports Illustrated Media Group. All right. For Spencer German, I'm Brendan Gulick. We will see you tomorrow in Cleveland Clinic Courts in Independence, day one of training camp just around the corner.